Hello, hello. Okay, I am so excited to be doing this live. I'm gonna add Nicole. She's going to join, hopefully, in just a minute. Let's see. If that works. Happy Monday. There she is. <laughs> oh. Hi. It's always funny doing the live. I'm like, wait, I know. Where are you? Look at you and like, where are you? I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see you. Yes. One. One. This forever. <laughs> I was trying to think like the last time I think I saw you in person was when where I ran into you at Willow for like the leadership saying yes. wow that's taking a turn so <laughs> yeah yeah that gotta be at least what was it early 2019 or 2018 <laughs> i think like 2018 yeah yeah gosh i know no <laughs> um so i'm so excited to talk with you today and thank you for taking time to chat of course yeah <laughs> and i so instagram live is newish to me but um I just really want to open it up and share like kind of you and all of the things that you're doing like your business and all that so really kind of chatting through like your journey right as cliche as the word is but like your path and all the things that you've done and I think it's crazy because I met you Nicole like <laughs> working at an anti-trafficking work um, and I was trying to even recall when that was, 2012, 2013? Well, it had to be before the kids. Yes. So at least nine years ago. That's, so. <laughs> yeah, which is like also crazy to me that it's been that long. But tell me a little bit about where you are now. And I know after anti-trafficking you started your there goes my hair you started your own business tell me, tell me about like how you started thriving with baby and all of the the things that you've done and maybe like where it started i guess yeah i mean the only reason i got out of the anti-trafficking work was because i had the little person and yeah it just became hard to to do the anti work. I think there has to be a certain mental filter barrier mm. to protect yourself. And totally. after having a little girl, that became really hard for me to do. Yeah. And so I was like, oh. And then my, my birth journey was just a hot mess and a half. And so it really pushed me to like, wait, where's the support in this arena? You know, yeah. I, mean, I had already did some work with pregnant parents and teens. Like, I've been in that that space a little bit yeah but after having my own child I had a different connection and I kind of just 
fell down that rabbit hole of just like, where's the support for women when they have a child? If they go yeah. through postpartum anxiety, depression, all the things, how are we really supporting families in that capacity? And of course, given the whole anti trafficking stuff, it's already like, how are we supporting families? So that was already in my heart. And then after having my birth journey, it just was like, it pushed me more down the family yeah. route. And I became yeah. a doula. I, I took some doula classes after that. I became a doula, a childbirth educator, and Thriving with Baby was born, where it was born in a time where I didn't feel like I was thriving. So it was really was an affirmation for myself. Like, I will thrive with this child. You um, know? <laughs> and, and, like, the, the um, you know, the process of the lived experience of, like, becoming a parent becoming like the mother to a, a child and like all of the things that we don't have right that we want to create for families or we wanted to create like I totally get that because I think like my own process for really loving therapy has been like recognizing my own need for therapy right like and so yeah. seeing how that really comes out and is like being open and receptive to that like birthing of this new thing is so cool and like that's exactly what you're describing yeah yeah it as you start going to this work it's easy you could i could have joined some practices joined bigger things but yeah one thing i want to put out there and this to help someone else joining someone else's practice i had to really take on their visions for their work their service to the world mm. And a lot mm -hmm. of times, because of my unique experience in the social services, my vision did not match their vision. Yeah. And even though I could work hard, it didn't feel fulfilling because I'm serving someone else's vision when I know God gave me something deeper than that. Yeah. And so I was like, I have to do this on my own if I'm going to fulfill that vision that I have. Yeah, yeah. So how has it grown maybe from the beginning of like what you thought you'd be doing into what it is now? And one, like I know Marcus is also part of thing, right? Like, and so I feel like, you know, it's grown into something really cool and unique. Like I don't, you know, I think that you really, so anyway, tell me about that. Tell me about like how it kind of started, right? Like, of okay, I started as a doula, I started in this space, and then now, like, because you offer support for the entire family, and I think that's, like, super unique, right, of not only women, but parents, children, right, so tell me, I'll stop talking. Yeah, so Marcus and I, we did a class, we created a class, the Thriving with Baby course, Yeah, that's for families, just helping them in their transition to becoming this new family unit because yeah. when you're a couple you are a family but then you ha add little people to it that now you have a different family right. and a lot right. of times we don't honor that journey as much as it needs to be honored there's a whole lot that happens in that transition there's some grief there's changed communication there's changed boundaries with your family there's a whole lot of things that go on that we don't talk about we have a baby shower like hey cute you gotta be parents but we forget how, like, oh, now your parents are becoming grandparents. And if, like it was for us, our child was the first grandchild, that can be an interesting transition as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Levi's, Levi was the first grandchild. <laughs> yeah. 
there's so many things that we don't talk about. It's more than having the baby's room put up. It's more than knowing how to put the car seat in correctly. Having the basics. There's so much more than that. And so Marcus and I created that course. And at this point, we've only been doing it in person, but we really want to create it uh, an online course so more people can access it. Plus, our lives are getting busier, and so we can't offer it as frequently as we would like to. Yeah. So we're going to put it together as an online course, still offer some live support with it, yeah. but we won't have to do the weekly sessions real time. Like, they, they could be asynchronous, and then we can connect, like, throughout the process. Totally. Yeah. Do you, with the in-person that you've done, what do you kind of prioritize, or how do you kind of set the set the flow for the type of people you bring in or like the the good like the fit right for the people that you're serving and then what kinds of cool transformations have you seen like throughout right like kind of but that's the beauty of social work I think and therapy and like mentoring right you see that growth and that change in people over time which is incredible so tell me a little bit about what it's been like to see that in your groups that you've had. Yeah, right now we've only, to this point, we've only worked with first-time okay. parents. Yeah. Which is interesting because they really don't know what they don't know. <laughs> and so it really is a lot of mentoring. It's like, yeah. we don't want to overwhelm you. You know, after the fact, there's going to be more questions once the baby's here. Oh, and so that's been really cool just seeing new yeah. parents develop and find their own footing mm -hmm. and even mm -hmm. just have more confidence in themselves yeah you know, because it's a roller coaster like when we first meet them they're super confident like i read all the books i did all the things and then get closer to delivery time it's like i don't know <laughs> are we ready you know so there is nothing the baby is like i don't know what are we doing <laughs> and then you know because we can still hang with them through the journey yeah we to see them get that confidence back yeah and so that's always wonderful that's to see and, and even yeah relationships with families because some there's been some times where people didn't have the best relationship with their their parents going into mm -hmm. it but like having the communication conversations about this is how you can involve them in a safe way for you and them yeah and see how that relationship was able to blossom into something better for both parties yeah, totally. Totally. And I think um, there's so much power in being able to say to somebody else, like, I, even if we don't understand the experience in entirety, but like, I, I know how this feels or like, you're not <laughs> like blowing things out of proportion. Like what you're feeling is valid. What you're feeling is true. What you're feeling is definitely an experience because I think especially as first-time parents you get in your head a lot about things either needing to be perfect or like things needing to be just so and that element of control is so big yes yes and, and my journey doing this work I've also started to focus a lot on the mom like yeah currently I serve a lot of moms of two like you have two or three kids because having one kid is hard, and you do all the things, but what I found, again, following my own journey, mm -hmm. having that second child really is a big jump. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it was a big jump for me, and yeah. 
as I think about a lot of my clients, they have, they're working on their second or they already have their second. And it's, yeah. it's quite the journey. So I spend a lot of time supporting moms in that capacity. It's like remembering who you are, knowing yeah. that you can still take care of yourself. Yeah. And it's okay if things don't look like you imagined it to look. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. Because I, there, yeah. And I think that, um, like staying in integrity too of like you knowing what it feels like of that pressure or the experience of going from single to married to, you know, or in relationship, then to one child adjustment, then to second child adjustment, like being able to really support people through that process that you've been through, even if all of our experiences are different. There are things that are really common and especially adding that second kiddo into the mix after the first one. Like I know for me, even, even when I was pregnant, I was pregnant with Ruby and Levi was like three, three and a half. And I would have these just like, I call them meltdowns of like, there's no possible way I will ever love this child as much as I love Levi. Right. Like I was so, so distraught over this idea of not loving enough or not giving enough, right? Because second baby, whatever. Right. And like now I'm back at that and I'm like, that's just absurd. Like, of course, you know, of course, I <laughs> like, of course, I love them both. But in that experience, it was like, how in the world? Like, this isn't possible, right? And so even having somebody, and I didn't have somebody like you then I mean I had other people who were like oh you'll figure it out but I didn't have that that like guidance of like oh yeah I I know that feeling that feeling is okay like here's how we move through it like what a beautiful gift you're able to give to people like that's incredible yeah yeah you wouldn't have someone like me because I was part I think we were similar kids of similar age so I would have been like like it would have been physically impossible. <laughs> what well, I would be like, I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> it would have been commiserating together. <laughs> yes. Well, are they a year apart? So Levi is turning 10. Yeah. So yeah, Lily's turning 10 in June. Yeah. And yes. Zion's turning seven in September. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's <laughs> like the same, like six months apart. Cause Levi turns 10 at the end of the month and then ruby turns seven in august it's like yeah parallel we would have been commiserating together like, is... I don't know. <laughs> lily like i remember that i remember you being like i'm not comfortable <laughs> that's, what, that's what i remember <laughs> yes yes mm -hmm. but it's, it's such a journey because so shifting but still on the same yeah. follow it I, I, I wrote a, so I wrote a chapter of a book. Yeah. My chapter is untethered to the shit. That was the the positive outcome after all the stress of the second yeah. child. Yeah. I realized my way of coping was like trying to check all the checkbox. Like, okay, this is what it needs to look. How do I separate time so I have enough child time with my oldest, enough time with the baby, so that I can be the perfect mom. Like, yeah. talk about, about anxiety. Like, that's my go-to. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I was like, how can I create the perfect structure yeah. so that everyone feels loved and I'm just being the best mom I can be? And it's, it was a whole lot of shit. 
or I should be able to cook a four-course meal, five-course meal for everyone, yeah. homemade uh, baby food, all the cloth diapers. Gosh, yep. It was ridiculous, and those shoulds really took a toll on me. Like, it it really, really took a toll. And so yeah. it yeah. now that I'm six years out, seven years out, I can I can realize like those shoulds are not helpful. Right. They're not. Right. And when we release them, we can really embody all, all that motherhood can be, all that womanhood can be. Totally. Because we find our, our own path. We find our own. We connect with our story. Yeah. And make it something powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, like, even you saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's bringing me back. Like, I remember, I remember like, trying to prep like a bunch of freeze I was like I'm gonna prep a bunch of freezer meals and then we'll have a meal everything will be fine and like I just last week we're going through a bunch of kids stuff and I'm finally getting rid of the cloth diapers I held on to I'm like oh man that was a thing like I did that like or I tried to do it or whatever it was right like so, like even in that it's like oh yeah like what you're saying resonates so well with me and I think the experience of a lot of women and mothers and fathers right like it's a lot it's a lot yeah Marcus still to this day he's like I think he's trying to kill because I was so meticulous with the cloth diapers I washed them by hand in the tub and so sometimes like the tub will have like this slick residue <laughs> he was like you were trying to kill me I was Step in the shower, I won't slip. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. I just watched the doctors. <laughs> yes. Yes. By, by hand. Scrubby by hand. Soaky. Like, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> no, it's so funny. And it's like that thing you think back on, like, oh, these are all the things that I did for myself, also for my children. But also this idea of like it felt like I should do it right and so like that should that sneaky sneaky word but that idea of feeling like you need to do something because if you don't do that thing then it means that you're something else negative bad not good enough all of that but that motivation really does mess with you like it, it totally does that that idea of I need to be this way. Otherwise, I'm I'm not enough. That's so that's so deep rooted in women, I think, uniquely in general. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And especially working having worked in social services for so long, it was like, I should be the best mom ever. ever. Like, I work with kids all the time. Of course I know how to mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's different Yeah, that's when it's your own child. <laughs> Totally. And I, I think for me so long, it was, I'm a social worker. I know how to like, I'm a, or like therapist. Like, I know, I know all the things like, but none of it applied to me. Right. Like it didn't apply to me. Cause like, I knew better. Like I, I knew what I should be doing or I knew how I should behave or what I should think about myself or, you know, whatever, all those things. But like knowing it, integrating it, practicing it, experiencing it, two totally different things. Yeah, and just having the compassion for yourself that you're also human. Yeah. It's, like, it's, I'd say we're humble enough that you don't, 
realize that you kind of put yourself on a different pedestal in your head. Like, even though mm-hmm. I can help people all day long with this one issue, I'm like, how dare you have the same issue? You know better. You've read the books on this. You took classes on this. You, <laughs> like, you have the student loan debt to prove um, it. Like, how dare you need help with this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think so it it is very much um and it's so funny because like of course in my head I'm like I'm the only one who thinks this way but I'm not the only one who thinks this way because you're saying all of the things that I feel right so again convincing of oh I'm I'm so unique in this or I know this but like actually not like other people experience this and other people know this and I'm not alone like that's so beautiful. It's such a good connection to have. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like if other other therapists or anyone in the mental health field are listening to this, it's just we we have to have more compassion for ourselves. Absolutely. Because we give so much compassion and empathy for everyone else. Mm-hmm. But what what I've found or we don't give a lot of compassion to ourselves. No. No. No, I I um in my own kind of like story of moving and all of these things right like i i knew that like kids who move or kids who have a hard time establishing connection with other people are gonna have like anxiety whatever like i I knew that right that's something i learned about childhood development all of these things but then like experiencing it myself (laughs) like being the adult who's struggling with anxiety and who's struggling with where i fit in and all those things it's like oh well like i learned about that in school but I know better. It doesn't apply to me. Or I, I know, I, I know what this is. And so labeling it takes it away, but it actually doesn't because like, I still need to work through all the stuff that I would tell somebody else to work through. Right. But I think I don't need to, or I think I'm not deserving of receiving it. Right. Like, yeah. So, So you threw in there like very, um, like subtly, but tell me about the book you wrote. Like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, tell me about that. Tell me about, um, yeah, what what it is, how people can one find it. But tell me about what it is and really what that was, what that process was like for you. That's incredible. Yeah. So I have a journal that I created. It was the Mama's Mind Journal. Mama Mind Matters. Yeah. That was the first thing I did, and it's on Amazon. It was really my own journal that I wrote for myself. It's a guided journal, something quick, like a couple minutes in the morning, a couple minutes in the evening. And it is just having those affirmations to talk to yourself because there's so many thoughts that go through your head. And so like giving yourself an affirmation during the day, what do you need yeah. to feel okay with yourself in the day? One yeah. thing that you need. And it could be like, I take a shower today, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. But just put it on paper so that you can feel accomplished. Because especially when you have little kids and they don't give you feedback, you can feel like, what did I do today? This is a yeah. waste of day. So, like, I created that first because I needed it. And other people, I would share, like, the PDF. And people were like, put this on Amazon. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, because, so, yeah, so that's on Amazon. And then that's the book that I'm part of is called Uncover Your Life. And that was interesting. That was because I share my journey, really, of trying to, to be untethered to the yeah. truth. 
Yeah. And I, I share a decent amount of myself to the world, but it's still very filtered. And so this is probably the first time that I share a little bit deeper of my struggles. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's untethered to the shift. It was an interesting process. And I still to this day have like, do I, how many people do I tell about this? Because then they're going to know more about me. <laughs> they're going to know that Wait, I'm not going to Is it the level of vulnerability that you put out there? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it, it's a short chapter. It's like, four or five pages long, um, but it's enough. I share my story, then I share some of the tips that I use to remind myself of who I am and to yeah. really own my voice and not all the voices around me. So that's the thing about it. When we're, when we're attached to the shoes, it's other people's voices, which are helpful in some instincts, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. when we forget our voice and their voice and it emerges as one, that's the danger. Mm-hmm. So it's like being able to separate, like, okay, this is some guidance, but this is my yeah. Yes. I think that's so that's so good and such a like unique perspective because we think about like, you know, borrowing uh inspiration or power. Affirmations is something, right? A lot. Like borrowing somebody's affirmations. Yes, it's somebody else's voice. Yeah. Also in order to truly like believe, transform, grow, it needs to become your own voice, right? It needs to become right. that that you have in, in yourself and and belief and healing and all of that. And so, yeah, I can see where that there you can have like the two of them together, but then learning to separate what is this other person's voice versus what is my own true, like authentic self. That's so good. That's really good. Yeah. 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 They're both on Amazon. Um, if you want a book and have like a signature, have my signature on it, and I have a cute little like book placement holder. I'm not calling it a bookmark because it's the size of a post-it card, a postcard, because I want you to write notes, and so it's it's a decent uh, size. It's a postcard size, yeah. so it's like a bookmark, but also a postcard. <laughs> So if you want a signed book with a postcard in it, yeah. you can order it from me on my website and I can ship it over to you. Okay. Um, or, if we're, or if we're in the same area, if you're in the Chicagoland area, I can meet up with you, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> no, I'd love, love that. site is? Thrivingwithbaby.com. So www.thriving, T-H-R. For some reason, I say driving with baby, and people say, oh, we driving with baby? It's like, no, we're not driving with the baby. We're thriving with the baby. Okay. <laughs> Good. So I always do that, T-H-R, thriving with yes. baby. Yeah. No, I'll have to do that. I did see, I saw the, I saw your journal, or, like, I saw a promotion or something for it, and then the book and I think you had posted some like a photo or a book reading or something where I had seen the title of it um but didn't know where to get it so I'm excited I want to read that yes yes so if you want a signed copy you can order it of from course me I want also on Amazon <laughs> from you <laughs> yes yes so, so yeah that's on the website okay so tell me where you see your business going in the future. Like I, something else I think that you've offered before, like retreats, in-person learning. You've talked about building out um, like a virtual course, but kind of where do you see things 
headed? Where do you want to go? What do you, what do you see moving forward for yourself? Yes. Now that we are, we're, I have troubles with what we call it is post pandemic. Cause I'm like, we're still, there's still people getting sick. So is it post pandemic? And this, this ran this time where we're getting back outside. Like we yeah. have more protections for ourselves. So we're, we're willing to be more, more social. So in this era, yeah. <laughs> I am starting to move from one-to-one to one-to-many. One to okay. So I'm going to offer a, a community group, I call yeah. it. It will be virtual. It will be virtual, and then I'll have some in-person options. But it's it, a cheap option, like $20 a month, where I put out a journal that we can work through together and have, like, a, a question and answer time where we can – virtually meet through zoom or google meet whatever we choose yeah where we build this community of support with each other and i think that's needed because a lot of people realize during 2020 to 2022 that they may know a lot of people but they may not all those people may not be able to provide the support that they need in various situations totally yeah yeah you know. Yeah, that's not the, the um, community, right? Like, and like building that, having that also peer-to-peer -peer support, I think is so needed. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, so that would be falling out in the, the end of the month. So I, I tested my, if you notice, I tried to be more consistent this month. So I tested my abilities. I'm like, okay, yeah. put yeah. something out there, create a journal. Yeah, I now, now see I can do it consistently. It was something that I thought was a huge barrier for me. <laughs> Look at that! But like you did it. You're like, yeah, no. I guess, yeah. It's not as big as I built it up in my head, or it's not as big as what I thought it would. Right? Like, and I think right. that also you're passionate about it, so it's gonna match it, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And this has been something that's been on my mind. It's been years of making, guys. So they'll think this is like an overnight thought. Like, this has been years in the making. And yeah. now I'm finally ready to pull the plug and do it. Yeah. And so, and there's so many people that want the community. And so that's where I'm going. Like, I've had people that are graduating out of 101. And I don't want to just leave them hanging. Some of them don't need the continued support. But some of them, because life is crazy right now, they're like, mm -hmm. hey, how can I stay your community yeah without without it being an hour-long session not everyone needs that one-on-one -on -one, but where's the yeah. community where people can still be in touch and not feel alone yeah like, it, it is time i'm transitioning a lot of people out of one-on-one -on -one, so it's like it's time yeah i want i want to give people that support totally and i love that because it's sort of like how can people stay in your world how can people stay connected so that and and like what a beautiful thing because it's going from that loneliness isolation into here's a natural progression okay some like higher acuity acuity like one-on-one -on -one, right and then into oh here's the way that I can maintain that connection for the rest of my life right like that's really the the goal is so that it moves it forward that's really cool right it is pushing people to utilize the skills that they they need it gives people that soft accountability to remind mm -hmm. them that they have the skills that they need to get through life yeah yeah I love that I love that because sometimes people forget like therapy is good but therapy therapy can also become a crutch 
if you don't back away from it. There's a season for everything. Sometimes there's a season where you back away, you need that yep. soft accountability. So I totally. want to offer that to people. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's something I talk a lot with my clients about because it becomes sort of like, oh, I need, you know, need to take a break from therapy. And it's like, great. Like, take the break, Im implement, resource, like do those things. You know that this is available to you when you need that. But the goal isn't that you're doing that every week for the rest of your life, right? The goal is that you resource within yourself so that you can do those things moving forward. So like, that's really cool. Yeah, because it's like, how can we heal the inner child if, if now I'm becoming that pseudo parent? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you, you're not reparenting yourself, you're just finding a new parent. Yeah. <laughs> Basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is that is something I'm launching for March. Okay. And it and want it to be a low ticket thing so people can actually access it okay. and have it available. Yeah. Uh, but then I will be rolling out the courses too that people can do. Okay. I am gonna have an untethered to the shits course because I think it's just cool. I and then we're gonna put the driving with yeah. baby as a course too. Yeah. So on your Instagram page, Thriving with Baby Chicago. Thriving with yep. Baby Thriving with Baby Chicago. And then website thrivingwithbaby.com. Yep. Okay. Okay. Because I want people to be able to access that. Yes. And yes. your services, are they for people only in Chicago or are you open for virtual people outside of What's yes. Okay. So if you want to use insurance and you want therapy, you have to be in Illinois. Yeah. Um, yep. But I do also have a certificate in coaching. So I do do some, some coaching services. So if you're out of state, we awesome. can, can start a coaching relationship. But of course, that's cash pay. Yeah. Can't utilize insurance out of state. And that's going to look different. We're not going to really be dealing with a lot of trauma because yep. although I can can do therapy if I'm your coach. I'm not your therapist. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's find you a therapist in your state, and I can still be your coach while you're working. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that. So, and I'm licensed in Michigan, Illinois, and Utah. So I have like three different. So I've got three states where I can practice, but then outside of that, it's coaching and really. Um, focusing on separating those two right like yes. they're not this not the same skills that i have can be utilized in both spaces differently but not the same yeah right right we're gonna have some very clear goals with coaching totally and then if you need therapy i can help find you someone yep. that you could do the some deeper dive trauma work yeah awesome i'm trying to think i think I feel like I asked all my questions. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Anything? That uh, no, just I'm always open. If you yeah. want to chat, you know, if people are wanting someone to speak, I'm open for workshops. Yeah. I want to make a, a makeshift book tour going on where I do like one day stuff, one day sessions on being untethered to the shift. So yeah. That's, that's in the works. Um, I am going to put on another retreat this year. Okay. I'm debating if I'm going to make it out of state or if I'm going to do it local because 
for anyone who's done retreats, the out-of-state retreats, that in a state that I knew but not, I wasn't fully familiar with, was very heavy. Okay. Um, so I'm like, let me make it easier on myself. I may just make it an Illinois retreat yeah. so that yeah. I, know my, I know my vendors. <laughs> oh, I've never hosted retreats. I mean, I've only ever, like, participated in them or, like, spoken at them, whatever. But I would imagine... That's a lot <laughs> to coordinate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. In my retreats, I like the fall retreats because it's also near my birthday. So it's always uh, it's a reflective time for me. And it, yeah. It's a time that I can easily assist other people to be reflective too. So it's, I like to do the fall retreats. So oh, look for fall. Yeah. <laughs> also on your Instagram website, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, follow me on Instagram because I'm getting more active. I know if you follow before, you're like, you don't post anything, girl. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm more consistent. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been following this February, I've been posting every day. Um, and that journal, I am going to put it together into one journal, and that will be accessible um, for a free download soon. So if you like the journal prompts and the, the quotes, I will put it in one little easy format that will be free for everyone. So Yeah, totally. Okay. I, I love also resourcing people with journal prompts. Like, yes, they're so good. It's helpful to have a structure. Sometimes when I tell my clients to sit down and journal and they imagine like them as like a third grader, like diarying out their day. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, intentional connection right like it's it's different and having prompts or a guide is so helpful yeah it's one last little thing about journaling i know some people are like i don't have time to journal it doesn't have to take that long but just giving yourself the space to hear and see yourself mm -hmm. can be mm -hmm. one years for you because so there's so many people where thought of not being seen or heard really is a trigger for them. Yeah. It is a, a thought that they're always trying to overcome. Mm -hmm. No one sees me. No one hears me. And if you give yourself just a few minutes a day to journal, you're giving yourself evidence that I am seen. I am heard. Yeah. It's not by anybody else, at least by myself, I'm seen and heard. Yeah. And it's just giving your brain the evidence to kind of talk back to that thought when it starts to show up. Yeah. Because that's also where a little bit tied to imposter syndrome, where it's like, oh, they don't want to hear me. They don't want to see me. Mm -hmm. But if you hear and see yourself, you can easily talk back to it. And we just constantly have to give our brain the evidence that we are seen and heard. Yeah. And worthy to be seen and heard. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. I like how you're like, just one more thing. But like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you for taking time to talk, Nicole. I want to have you back again and maybe we can talk. We can like, I don't know. I'll throw out some ideas to you, but I have, I have other things because you have such a wealth of information and knowledge and experience that I think people need to hear and, and learn and grow. So I would love to do this again. And um, thank you for taking time to chat with me. Yes. I always take for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good rest of your day. You too. Take